narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. The premise of this whole show is who's next in this lineup of four people that you see in front of you here. <laughs> who's in most jeopardy? Let's let me ask it that way. As you look at all four of these, are you asking the me or are you asking? Yeah, I'm asking you, Jen. But I'll ask. I know. Yeah. I think I know what Greg's thoughts on this are. But uh, I'm asking. <laughs> no, you. I just real quick. Lots of people commenting. Yeah. The guy's name is Makani. That's oh, the controller's name, Makani. So thank you, everybody, for really appreciate. Uh, it. <laughs> it was like <laughs> seventeen people said Makani. It was like in a in a row of things. Very smart. I anyway, you guys. okay. This is why people are good. <laughs> I know we have a very smart uh, audience. Very, very smart. <laughs> Don't make any mistakes um, yeah, in this yeah. show. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so okay. you got your uh, who's next? Who's next? <laughs> Wow. See, I'm going to buy myself some time by rephrasing the question, which is, I really enjoyed Mary Trump, Donald Denise's commentary last night on, I think, was she on Hayes or Maddow or one of those? Maddow. Oh, and she said she thought the kids might, her cousins might flip faster than Weisselberg, but I thought that's interesting. Ah! Um, (laughs) That might really happen. That might really happen. Oh, I totally agree. (laughs) It's hard to, I I think as much as Ivanka might be implicated in some of the taking, not declaring taxes on income that was really more of a gift, this whole uh, consulting thing. She was not, she was not an executive recently in the last five-year window, which is a statute of limitations. Now, see, what's confusing about this is this stuff went on from 2005 until the present. But just because a scheme went on or was originated then doesn't mean they can charge all this stuff all the way back, right? That's just a description of stuff. And so I think a Don Jr. and Sr. of them no, I don't. It's it's tough. I mean, you could just do them all at once. I think first, the we might have a superseding indictment that adds charges against the Trump business, mm. right? Look, and I don't know. It, you know, I don't know. It's it might one. be fun to in, indict both boys and see who flips first, but I just don't know. You know, I think I mean, they're both I, beneficiaries I, of the scheme, and they're also participants in the scheme. Presumably, presumably they they knew this was going on. They've been signing off these checks because they're executive vice presidents, but they've also been beneficiaries of pretty much the same right. kind of stuff, right? So Look, if they have they, evidence, they, yeah. if they have evidence that they were getting cars and private school just like Weisselberg, you would really have to charge them both at the same time. Right. I wouldn't play games with a grand jury. Right. So I think it's going to be the two boys together. And then Trump, unless Weisselberg flips or this other guy, Mc, Mc, what is his last name again? McConaughey. McConaughey. You know, I don't know how much McConaughey knows. Trump's always been really smart um, about not putting anything in writing, mm. not having his own email, right? Um, well, apparently he kept saying, a log of all of this. You know, for many years, he kept some sort of log of all of Weisselberg's not take home pay. The piece they're missing when I alluded to for this, for getting Trump, I mean, I think it's going to be the boys first. Yeah. But what you need, if you want to show that there was this conspiracy, Mm -hmm. that he was part of the scheme, that's the key thing. Once you show he's part of the scheme, then any of these crimes that fall under that conspiracy, he could be tagged for. But you have to have someone who has credible evidence that Trump agreed to this, not just knew about it. We know he knew about it, but he was part of the agreement. And I believe you could probably charge him now because I think there's probable cause. But I think Cy Vance wants hard evidence 
you don't want to, you, know, you really do want a piece of paper or a witness to say, I remember on this date when he said, let's do it. Yes, I'm right. so glad we agreed to do this or something. He wouldn't say it like that, but they need something like that. Now, how much of this is just, and I'll just take the devil's advocate side of here. This really is a targeted uh, court case, even from anyone's perspective. It doesn't, this is not the kind of thing that they're charging everybody who does the same thing in New York City, because this happens presumably a fair amount. In, in Yeah, but they don't charge everybody who's snorting cocaine on a yeah. glass table right. in the living room. Right. But if you set up a table on Fifth Avenue <laughs> and fucking live tweet it, you know, you fuck yourself. Am I allowed to say that? You, you just okay. did. I mean, Amazing. Oh, yeah, love it. <laughs> I mean, you can't just do shit like that and yeah. say whatever. That's fantastic. <laughs> you just stole the show. That's brilliant. Okay. So, yes. Okay. Point taken. And this, so uh, there we don't discuss that anymore. By the way, Cy Vance is not going to be around anymore. This guy's going to be in charge now, Elvin Bragg, probably, uh, who's going to be the new DA. That'll change dynamics as well. And presumably, this is not going to be um, done by the time Cy goes. And so, uh, this Mr. Uh, Trump's got a new opponent in to try and uh, tackle there is in Alvin Bragg. I don't know very much about him, but he's apparently going to be the new DA. Well, so, somebody nervous. was saying is really oh, good. Go ahead. Go ahead. I forget who on Twitter was singing his praises. Do you remember? I can't remember who it was, but somebody was saying that he's really. I I like that you refer to Don Jr. and Eric as the boys. I think that's really funny. <laughs> Crotch goblin is the expression that Allison Gill used, which is just. <laughs> I, yeah, anything will do. Zev, you didn't ask me who I thought was next. Oh, I'm sorry. Who, who do you think is next, uh, Greg? I think clearly the answer, Zev, is Hunter Biden. All of the double books are on Hunter Biden's laptop. Of course. Why hasn't he been charged, Zev? Come on. Right. As soon as they're finished the Arizona thing, the audit, then they're going to get into Hunter. It's clearly all there. No problem. It's true. Well, I if you want me Hunter's to be snarky, yeah. let me ask you this question, Zev, you and Greg. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be charged first by the DOJ for anything, whether it's tax evasion or what have you? Donald Trump or Alan Weisselberg. So that's one group, you know, the Trump cabal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the journalists who leaked to ProPublica Oof. the information about the billionaires. Sorry, I'm just trying to make you angry. <laughs> I am, you know, you got me there because I clearly, doesn't Mary Garland have to act on this case as well, doesn't he? Because this is, these are federal dollars that are being stolen, right, by the Trump organization. Shouldn't he be jumping in on this case and federally charging these, this group of co-conspirators? Even in their state allegations, they're saying that it's federal tax dollars that have been stolen. It doesn't seem like they're that eagerly jumping into this, which, which is goes you know, to the point. Maybe they're waiting and to see what happens with the state. When, I mean, it makes for what? How much time do we have to wait for Mary Garland to wake up? I mean, I just find it so frustrating that we're sitting here day after day and nothing seems to happen. And as you point out, all these other things right. seem to happen. The thing is, he's a really nice man. I think he's utterly brilliant. He's done some great things because people, I criticize him and so people think I don't think he's done good things. I think his cases, you know, his litigation on voting rights in Georgia, I think his ending the federal death penalty that Trump started. This is all great, but come on, man, scooping ice cream for employees. Go back to work and indict Trump. I mean, for fuck's sake, I'm sorry. I just, I he has just. No intention. He has no intention of indicting I Trump mean, at all. I keep mean, keep the ice cream. Is, there's not even a, there's not even like a whiff of it in the air. That but this is, but this is not okay. Yeah. We had, what was it, a thousand former federal prosecutors who were, wrote a letter complaining about mm. Bill Barr. Mm. Yep. Because he covered up the Mueller report. Well, guess what, everybody? It's not covered anymore. 
Yeah. It's out there. And where is the energy for saying the same thing about Garland? Do I have a, a screw loose in my brain that I'm trying to hold Democrats to the same standards as Republicans? I mean, supposedly Garland is saying, well, I don't want to be, you know, this is his idea. We don't, you know, we're not going to focus on, focus on political parties, but yeah, neither am I. But I'm the bad guy for calling him out all the time. I mean, he'll be president again soon. No, there's no attempt to stop the the leadership of this insurrection, as far as I can tell. Still none. Maybe behind the scenes something's happening now that some of them are flipping. But there is nothing going on that makes you feel like Trump will ever be indicted or any of the close people around him will ever be indicted on a federal level for any of the things they've done, including coronavirus, including the insurrection, including all these other things which normally would be what, what monetizing the, the pandemic response and, and, and sabotaging it and killing 600,000 Americans to win, yeah. try to win the election is bad, you're saying? <laughs> it's bad. It turns out to be yeah. quite bad. And no one's ever going to get, no one's ever going to get thrown in jail for that. It doesn't look like there's an impetus to do that at the DOJ. And I don't get the point behind arresting all these 550 other insurrectionists if you're not going to go up the chain, if you're not going to go up the ladder and get- We don't know. That, that, that part we don't know yet. We well, don't know that they are. If they weren't arresting anybody there, I would be nervous. My, it, we have to look when we look at Merrick Garland. I think we really have to piece it out a little bit, okay? And I'm not. I every, anyone who's watched the show knows my opinion of the guy. Okay, hmm. it's not. I'm not hiding in any way. They have arrested people. They are moving up the. They, that's this looks to me like one of those cases where they're getting. What did they arrest? Five hundred people so far. More than five hundred, and they're moving yeah. up the chain. It takes time. It's only been it's been six months. That feels like an eternity. But in a case of this magnitude and this size, it's really not that much time. Would I rather they just hurry the fuck up and stop scooping ice cream? Of course. But I think my understanding is this is how long this shit takes. Watergate took what a year and a half after the break in before. So it's going to take time for that. It's the other stuff that's the problem. It's the I think the problem with Garland, in my view, is that he doesn't seem to quite grasp the magnitude of, of what's going on in the country. And I think he's been in the goddamn bench for so long, his head's up his ass. You know, he comes out at these press conferences, which I have been calling for and LB has been calling for since the beginning. Talk to us. We can't have another goddamn Mueller underground in the fucking submarine that we're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> we need to know what the fuck is going on? I don't need to know the exact details. I just need to know, are you going to charge this guy or not? What's going on? Are you investigating this and this? Mueller gave you a 700-page indictment blueprint. Are you going to use it? Are you going to put it in the executive toilet and use it to wipe your bony ass? We need to know. And the guy can't talk, okay? He's a terrible public speaker. For a guy that's been on the bench all this time, I can't believe how awful he is in front of a podium. I would argue we'd be better off having some having an actor who knows nothing about anything who can just talk good than this guy right now. But you know, I think, we, he, I think training does that to to lawyers. Or also, the system is self-selecting that if you have a very precise mind that's undistracted from building arguments and there's no bells and whistles, you will advance, I guess. Or yeah, I mean, I think that he should not be the spokesperson. He should know his lane. Like I said, he's brilliant. He knows the law. He can craft great opinions. He should have the way that, you know, the way the president has a press secretary, that's who he should put out there.
Yeah. But the, but yeah. the obstruction of, of, of uh, justice charges that you spoke about, how can those not be prosecuted? How can we go through all of this in the last few years and go through you know, Mueller and that impeachment process? And it seems crazy. That was a blueprint. Well, this is his, I'm concerned that his actual view about executive authority might be the same under Article 2, might be the same as what Barr's position was. Well, how is he then the just in which case fire general? him fire him <laughs> yeah. fire him then because he's I mean, fucking what's the useful. point what's the point it's I mean, really this is a, stupid yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it's just insane he might be. He i think you're right i think you're right I, I think that was very not similar. yeah i wouldn't have selected him myself i think again i think he's brilliant i think he, sh he should be on the bench and there were other choices but who knows maybe that's what biden wanted I mean, maybe that's exactly what biden wanted which is even scarier considering We've now got a court, and, and we should move to the, to the Supreme Court decision Ugh. yesterday, which was just, I don't know, it just feels like we're in the death knell of democracy and no one seems to care. I, that uh, judgment, and maybe I don't understand it enough, I don't even know what they, it's not called, really called a judgment, is it, by the Supreme Court? There's another term for it, is it? Decision, sorry. I mean, that's, please, thank you. <laughs> it's getting to that time. So ask the law professor what it's called when the Supreme Court... <laughs> I give up. I'm here whenever you need me. So you can just even on the show right when you, you. just text right me. Just text me anytime. I'll answer those tough questions. You just said I couldn't get the guy's name earlier. Now I can't get decision right. Jeez, I'm not even going to try to remember anything anymore. So My brain is yeah. <laughs> so. What did you think of the SCOTUS thing yesterday that happened yesterday? I want to hear from you, Jen. On a pure emotional level, it was depressing, though not surprising, but. I guess I have this weird Pollyanna side. If something's really terrible, I'm like, well, here's the good thing. And if something's really good, I have this, you're stupid, it's wrong. Um, no, but, uh, so no, but here's the thing. The day before that terrible decision came down, which really strips away the, almost all the power behind the 1965 Voting Rights Act, um, the day before there was a um, public meeting of Joe Biden's Commission on Supreme Court Reform. Mm. And I am so glad, you know, eight hours long, uh, and I live tweeted, and I was watching it online, live tweeted it, and heard so many amazing ideas, including court expansion, um, and so many really honest experts talk about what we could and should do that I feel more energized for court reform after yesterday. So I'm depressed. It really feels like a punch in the gut for everybody who fought uh, for voting rights. The 1965 Voting Rights Act, which was re-upped five times after that. In 1965, uh, when it was passed, was a really uh, transformational time in the country. We had Lyndon Johnson in office because JFK had been assassinated and Johnson yeah. was able to yeah. make this happen because we had the civil rights movement. We had people like Martin Luther King and others who, John Lewis and everybody else who you know, shed blood to get people access to the ballot. And the key things, have, and, and then, let me just give the context, and then, you know, 1968, they were trying to expand on um, civil rights legislation. That's our bookends when we have MLK murdered and then a few months later, Bobby Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, and that's how we get Nixon. And then Nixon is such a jerk that they pass they pass uh, campaign finance legislation. I see this all together because what the Roberts Court has done is those things that happened between 65 and 68, which were supposed to be get it, giving African-Americans in this country access to the ballot to make us a real democracy, right? Not just a, a, a promise of one. And to get money out of politics, that stuff, 
that happened then, that was happening then after Nixon, because it was when they passed the, the major campaign finance reform stuff. All of that, Roberts took away. We've got Every Citizens day. United in 2010, various other decisions. And the key thing is this case yesterday, sorry I'm being such an annoying law professor, but has to be looked at together with the 2013 Shelby County case, um, has to be looked at right beside this decision about Arizona. So for the, I know that your listeners know this, but just to reiterate, um, there are two sections of the Voting Rights Act that had these tools. There's Section 5 and there's Section 2. It was in 2013 when the Roberts Court looked around and said, oh, we, we don't need this anymore. And the thing they thought they didn't need is, un, in 1965, this law created the requirement that before a state changed its voting rights laws or ballot laws or election laws, they, if they were a state that had a history of discrimination, they had to get it approved first. It was called preclearance. 2013, Roberts and, and the other justices, conservatives look around and go, hey, it's funny. We don't see any shenanigans anymore. And as, as I think whoever did, was it Ruth Bader Ginsburg who said, that's like somebody saying, I had an umbrella and I didn't get wet. Let's get rid of the umbrella, mm. right? It's, it's that situation. And then yesterday, or was it yesterday, Thursday? Yeah. Yesterday they got rid of, they uh, eviscerated. Um, section two is the part that says, okay, forget about preclearance, that Congress forbid certain types of election laws in states that would discriminate against people on the basis of, for example, race and so on. And what they did to hurt it yesterday is they said, as it applied to this Arizona law, they said, it's okay if the things that Arizona does or other states do actually depress v turnout um, for black voters. That's, that's perfectly fine as long as no one sat around and said, we're doing this so black people can't vote. But if they say things, we're doing this so that we continue to win elections – which is what they said in Arizona, it's fine. And so the two things that are perfectly okay now and will be okay in other states is for them to um, do things like not let people vote in a different precinct than where they're supposed to vote. That's a big problem because sometimes election officials will change precincts around. Mm -hmm. They could deliberately change the precinct location around or reorganize an area just to target African-American voters, right? You can also do things like forbid anyone from delivering a ballot. If I couldn't, if I didn't have a car or I couldn't get to the polling place and I wanted to have someone, if I was sent an absentee ballot and they deliberately, let's say, didn't have enough polling places in my area, I couldn't give it to somebody else in Arizona. To and let's just call them. it what it is. It's a really racist decision. It's yes. really, it's really awful. Right. And it's uh, delivered by a court that's now in, all in favor of big money. It's completely conservative and he's turning right. the clock back uh, on all of us into the dark ages. And I, I hate to rain on your sunny disposition over there, or whatever <laughs> you're Pollyanna-ish. I don't think that we're going to see even the filibuster moved in in the Senate. How are we going to get an expanded Supreme Court? We're just never going to see um, these things in the next year. So we're running out of time, and I don't feel the groundswell of anger around this yet. I don't feel like around Trump there was this momentum of we just have to get rid of this guy because he's just so terrible. He's got to go. But there isn't this feeling of of anger around what this is being, what's happening to our country by the courts right now, by the Senate that's sort of waffling through whatever it is that they're trying to waffle through right now. And generally speaking, just a far more racist country, which is even seeming to accept an insurrectionist party in the House. I Blood guess. should be boiling by now, and they're not. Greg, tell us why we have reason to hope or tell us what we should be doing right now. Okay. Um, I have a couple of comments. First, 
even though the umbrella analogy was pretty good, the real analogy is it's like saying, wow, I've been using a condom this whole time and my girlfriend hasn't gotten pregnant yet. So I guess I don't have to use the condom anymore. And that's a better analogy because we're all getting fucked. Okay. Second, <laughs> Zev, can you show us the picture of the, the Supreme Court, please? Yes, 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 sir. Okay. Give me a second here. This uh, is the thing, Jen, that I think everybody needs to know that I don't think people realize is who sits on this court. It's insane that a country of 350 billion people only has nine people who are there for life like they're goddamn Roman emperors, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Top row, Kavanaugh, Rapey McKavanaugh. Just everybody watching this has read my five-part series that I wrote with LB about why this guy is owned and should not be there. Kagan, please make her the uh, chief justice. Okay. Gorsuch and Coney Barrett are and Kavanaugh, all three of them put in there uh, because of Leonard Leo. Leonard Leo, radical Catholic, runs the Federalist Society and the Judicial Crisis Network and this whole like web <clears throat> of weird, creepy, depressing, neo-fascist, anti-democratic, uh, dictatorial, opus dei-tinged bullshit organizations. Gorsuch is one. Coney Barrett is one. The guy all the way on the left, who Kevin. is that? Kevin. No, no, on the bottom. Wait. Oh, that's Alito. Okay. Yeah. Alito and Clarence Thomas. Okay. Buddies with Leonard Leo. Again, all of these guys, radical Catholics, not regular Catholics, not lapsed Catholics like me. And I was confirmed as a Catholic, so I can say these people are all cuckoo pants. Okay. The radical Catholics <laughs> are cuckoo pants. I can say it. Because I'm Catholic. That's it. Clarence Thomas, the wife, whose wife, Ginny Thomas. Whose wife is one of the supporters of the goddamn insurrection. Right. So that's who we're dealing with because they don't believe in democracy. Roberts put there by Leonard Leo, who was like 35 when he started doing this shit. This is a guy from a shitty high school in New Jersey who thinks he's God. Okay. Who who doesn't want anybody to know what crap high school in New Jersey he went to because he's fucking embarrassed. He wants everybody to think he's a knight of Malta. This Leonard Leo fucking loser, nerd, geek, awful, dictatorial jerk. Okay? But how do you really feel about him? I hate his fucking guts. (laughs) Briar, Briar, it rhymes. Briar, retire. He really needs to. He really needs to. Hashtag. Like, seriously, (laughs) fucking yesterday. Have you read the goddamn news, you fucking selfish prick? Retire so we can put someone young there that maybe won't die so soon. Thank you. And Sotomayor, not a radical Catholic, but a Catholic, which means we have seven out of the nine Supreme Court justices are Catholic, which makes no goddamn sense because that does not in any way represent the population of the United States, which the Supreme Court should absolutely represent. Okay? It should absolutely <clears throat> represent. That's the solution- thing that people need to know. This is not fair. These guys are supposed well, to be paragons of fairness. They ain't fair. The, the fastest thing we could do although it has its own downside, is something that Professor Nico Bowie of Harvard Law School mentioned. And if you heard of this, get rid of judicial review. They took the right to review legislation enacted by Congress. They, they said they had that right to decide its constitutionality, to construe its meaning. They gave themselves this right, what, with Marbury versus Madison? 
Congress could take that, that right what away. Is, what is that? What is that? Sorry. Whoa, what? You're, you're going to go I'm, back to Marbury versus Madison? This no, is no, exciting stuff. No, no, no. I want to know what judiciary review. What did you call it? Something review. I want to know what that is. Judicial. Ah, uh, judicial review. Okay. Yes, That's what's, okay. Judicial review is when someone can sue to tell and say to the Supreme Court, this piece of legislation, for example, violates this part of the Constitution. Okay. Right. right. And Nico Bowie, you should look at his testimony. Now look at it, and maybe we could talk about it in the future. It's really brilliant. There's no reason why they have to have that. Congress could stop that. There's a lot Congress could do. But now your point, Zev, is, yeah, we can't even get rid of the filibuster. Good luck getting Kristen Cinema to get rid of judicial review. Yeah. I think we need to pack the court. I also thought when I heard this is with the when I heard at this uh, this hearing on Wednesday, you know, everyone's always saying what a disaster it was when Roosevelt tried to pack the court, but that's actually not true. Do you know this? I mean, have you heard this taken? I don't know about no. So, oh, this is like why have we been sold this lie? So, in 1937, when he had this, you know, he just won re-election in 36. In 37, Roosevelt gets Congress to introduce this legislation to expand the court, and his idea was for every justice that reaches a certain age or thinking doesn't retire he wanted to add six or something it was radical well, what happened is <laughs> wait wait so idea. even though you guys even though this didn't happen what happened all of a sudden how you know how the supreme court was striking down all this new deal legislation they started rubber stamping it not rubber stamping. Really? they started letting it go through Huh. You so know, works. and this is so where threat, like, so the threat. Okay. He he lost the battle, but he won the war, mm -hmm. right? And this is and the trouble. The trouble is, people want to tell us the lie that those people in robes and why do they wear robes? They might as well wear powdered wigs. What the fuck? Put on real clothes. You are not priests, but they're real people, and they're making real decisions. It's not balls and strikes, and it's a lie. I, Clarence Thomas needs to wear a robe because I don't think he's wearing pants. I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a commercial break. And outside of this, we're going to get to some other stuff because now what I've got is a visual of Clarence without pants. And oh that's all I got. Wait, wait, wait. Zeb, Zeb, Zeb. Real quick. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. to get rid of judicial review, we just need to rename it critical race theory. That's it. <laughs> and the Republicans. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll be right back. Tonight's show is brought to you by Helix Sleep, and they have a special offer for narrative viewers. I've heard it from so many people. The one thing that's changed since January is their sleep. Not waking up worrying about what the president might have done or said or tweeted makes the world of a difference. I don't think I had a good solid night's sleep in four years. And it wasn't only the president. My 10-year-old mattress, which started life as a 12-inch foam mattress, had shrunk to an 8-inch mattress. And getting out of bed was often more of a slide than a bounce. It was time for a new mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? Changing the course of a country can take a village. Changing the course of your sleep takes a quiz. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash narrative. That's the way we spell narrative, N-A-R-A-T-I-V. That's helixsleep.com slash narrative for up to $200 off and two free pillows. 
I think I have to re-record that ad because I don't know if people are sleeping as soundly as they were in January <laughs> when, when, I, when I first recorded that. So we might need to refresh that maybe next time. So we've got a few minutes left. I want to talk about two things, if we could. One is the new uh, social media platform that the uh, Donald Trump, I guess, has put out there. It's, it's not really Donald Trump's yet. It's made by the guy named Guao. I don't know how to say his name. Here I go again, blanking on the important. The Chinese spy guy. Yeah, yeah. The Chinese spy guy works with uh, Steve Bannon. So they put out this new, and, and your friend with a thumb, the thumb guy, Jason Miller. <laughs> he looks like a thumb that someone's drawn on. That's what he looks like. It's crazy. He really does look like that. Honestly, <laughs> doesn't he look like that? I mean, come on. The thumb guy. Um, so they've launched a an alternative to Twitter called Getter? G-E-T-T-R? Gutter. Get her done. Get her done. So it has a torch as a symbol. That was apparently this guy, Guao, came up with this idea of the torch. And now they have an ad. So you be the judge. Here we go. goes on like this for a while and it's very heavy on the i like the bad photoshop of the logo into the thing yeah, yeah, that's, right? really, that's classic <laughs> looks like they yeah. made it two dollars you get the virus truth you get a lot of the virus truth on there right because you want the virus truth and you also get all this more virus truth about the covid what? um i don't know this looks i don't it's hard to tell whether it's just a joke or a satire or whether it really is from the chinese communist party acting as an anti well Front of I know the, of the Chinese Communist Party. I know we're joking about it, but seriously, this shit like it. There's something about it where it's designed to to integrate with your Twitter. You know how certain apps will it, do not download this fucking malware no, on your do phone, not, even as it's a joke. Steal do your not, followers. Do not. Yes, that's it. what it does. That's is it takes all your followers. Now, um, <laughs> so. Um, anyway, what I was saying is my Chinese isn't that good, but why is this in Chinese? Is this targeted for... Well, it's obviously made by... The they're the real owners of this pasture. They're, they're the real... That's the, basically they're no, saying but... this is made in China, even though it's a social media platform for the president and uh, oh, his followers. It okay. appears to be made in China. The president, the former president has not decided whether he's going to join this yet, although I hear by next week they're going to be offering money from the Himalayan currency of some sort, Himalayan Bitcoin, which is going to be pegged to the US dollars and they'll be offering people to join their platform by using that. I came up with a whole new new tagline for it just because I, I care about them and I want to make sure they have a good tagline. Oh, you might not be able to read it for the full screen. I called it. Oh my God, it is almost gaslighter. You're right. It is, because it looks like a torch, right? Yeah. It's the torch yeah. and then the social, light, social ah. for gaslighters. <laughs> Okay, that's it. I, that's, I, I, we have one more thing, but we could. Should we show this one guy from the from the uh, insurrection who got caught bashing up a whole lot of equipment at the insurrection? And these great social media trackers found him. Uh, here's his picture of him doing all this terrible stuff to this audio and video equipment at the insurrection. See, that's him stomping on stuff and pulling stuff. He was identified by local by the local media in his town, and this is what he had to say. Uh, I'm a documentarian, oh and uh, you know, when you guys hear of something, you guys show up as you do now, and ask questions or record and see what happens. So that's, well, that's what I was doing there. <laughs> so there are photos of you reportedly of stomping on camera equipment and stuff. Is that you in that picture the FBI is putting out? I would not like to comment on that at this time, <laughs> but I'm, I'm working everything out with the courts and whatnot, and that's that. I'm a documentarian, uh, guys. I'm a documentarian. Oh, my God, you like haven't you. seen it. Oh, that was great. 
No, I've seen it, but I still. Thing. It's just perfect. It's just perfect. I just, yeah. That is does why he, we. Does, are is he aware that he's not under oath, and he could just be like, "No, that's not me." What are you crazy? I don't look. I have a tan. That guy. Just put a shirt on. If you're going to be interviewed by a local TV station, wear a shirt. Uh, I don't know you... if you got guns I... like that guy. Oh yeah. Biden can't. Got Biden can't take those guns. <laughs> 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 That's a good note to leave it on. Jennifer, I'm going to screw up the name again because I've screwed up so much tonight, but Jennifer Tobe, um, thank you very much for <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's cool. Just, it's good. Is what, Jennifer Taub. 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 Yes. I got yes. it right. Taub. Yes. There you go. <laughs> The author of Big Dirty Money and this incredible piece that's in the uh, Washington Monthly tonight. And you should go read it. <laughs> I really am losing it. Thank you very much for being with us tonight. Oh, that's all I got. Uh, good night, Greg. <laughs> good night, Jen. Good Have night. a good weekend. Hi, Happy Fourth of on. July. <laughs> Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.